Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are hot girl walking and talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and I don't know if you can tell, but I cannot help but smile every day that I do that introduction because I cannot believe that we are here right now, that you are here with me and we are doing this freaking thing. Girlfriend, I cannot say it enough. I am so beyond grateful that you are here choosing to spend your time leveling up and becoming the best version of yourself. You are absolutely crushing it and I am not going to let you forget it. Of course, if you're feeling generous, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, leave some feedback wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. I have gotten quite a few comments on several different platforms and they have all been overwhelmingly positive and I am so, so grateful for that. And I know we're just going to keep doing this, so let's roll right into it. First, we're going to start off by setting our intentions, not only for the duration of this podcast, but for the rest of our day, the rest of our week, the rest of our lives. And it might seem silly, it might seem childish, but being intentional is one of the absolute best things that you can do for yourself because it gives you direction. When we wake up and we don't set our intention for the day, maybe we just jump out of bed, we're reacting to the alarm, and then we're just running to brush our teeth and work out and shower and do all of these things. If we don't take a second to truly set our intention for how we want the day to play out, it often feels like the day is controlling us, and that's no way to live. So who are you intentionally choosing to be right this moment? Who is it that you are becoming? Who is the happiest, healthiest version of you, and how would she be acting in this moment? Something really cool starts to happen when you align your present self with your future self by setting your intention and keeping your focus on that intention. That is how you become the best version of yourself. You need to be able to know where you are going so you can do all of the things that need to be done to get there. I got a whole bunch of comments yesterday on TikTok from different women who were telling me that they were having a very hard time with being nice to themselves. And no matter what they did, they just seemed to be picking on themselves. Even when other people around them were telling them that they're fine, everything's great, they're doing amazing. Why is it that we can be our biggest enemies? And maybe you can relate to these women. Maybe you have been picking on yourself. Maybe you've been saying nasty things to yourself. We are putting an end to that right this moment. Wherever you are right now, whatever you are doing, I want you to take a deep breath and repeat after me. I am choosing to live my life in alignment with the best version of myself and nothing is going to stop me. One more time for the people in the nosebleeds. I am choosing to live my life in alignment with the best version of myself and nothing is going to stop me. Girl, you don't even understand how powerful you are. You haven't even seen how amazing your potential is because you haven't given it a chance. And I bet that there were times in your life where your potential was shining and you were on top of the world and you were getting rewarded for living in alignment with the highest version of yourself. I know that you are capable of unleashing that potential. And maybe you're not feeling that right now. Maybe you feel like you're never going to be able to live out your potential. Maybe it seems like no matter what you're doing, people, places, and situations are holding you back. And you know what? As long as you allow them to, they are going to hold you back. 
And the best part about all of this is that we get to choose what holds us back, if anything. If you decide from this moment forward, I am choosing to live my life in alignment with the best version of myself and nothing is going to stop me. If you choose that that is your reality and you repeat it over and over and you start doing things to make that statement true, I promise you, you are going to feel amazing. You are going to start to unleash that potential and nobody else needs to give you permission to start that journey. I don't know if you can tell, but I get so worked up when I talk about this stuff because I know how powerful you are. I know what your potential is capable of. And I'm just waiting for you to feel the same thing that I'm feeling for you, girlfriend. You have it. There's nothing stopping you. It might feel like it, but we get to choose. We get to decide who we are becoming. Nobody else gets to set our intentions or our future. It's not up to anybody else except for us. I want you to put your blinders on. I want you to focus solely on who you are becoming because when you choose to focus on her and you start to live your life in alignment with her, everything else starts to fall into place and all of a sudden, those people, places, situations, they get a lot quieter without us even realizing it because we are not focused on them. Have you ever noticed your ability to hyper-focus on something negative or someone negative? Like if somebody hurts you at work or says something that hurts your feelings and for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, that's all you can focus on? I want you to think of a time when that happened because it's happened to all of us. And for some of us, it's our daily routine. We are so good at being able to hyper-focus on a negative situation or something painful that hurt us and before we know it, days, weeks, even months can go by and we are still focusing on that negativity and how it hurt us. And that is called suffering. So let me break down the difference between pain and suffering because there is a difference and it's pretty monumental. Let's say that you're cooking dinner and you have a pan on the hot burner and then you move the pan away from it and then you turn around to get something from the sink and then when you come back to the stove, you forget that the pan is not on the burner and you touch the hot burner with your hand. What's going to happen? The nerve endings in your hand are going to panic and they're gonna send emergency signals immediately to your brain saying, ouch, ouch, hot, hot, and your brain is gonna make you pull your hand away. This happens before you can even think about it because it's a reaction. It doesn't need your thought. It's your body trying to survive and avoid pain. When your hand touches the hot burner, that is pain. In that moment, your hand hurts. Everything in your body is on high alert. It's painful. The same thing is true when we stub our toe or when someone says something that hurts our feeling. In the moment, we experience pain. For the purposes of what we are talking about here, pain is an acute feeling. Now let's go back to the stove example. Okay, so you touch the hot burner, your hand gets burned, it hurts, it feels painful. Now what happens a week later when you're still talking about how incredibly painful it was when you burned your hand on the stove? At this point, your hand probably doesn't hurt anymore. The nerve cells in your hand have returned to normal, your brain has returned to normal, nothing is panicking, except 
you're still choosing to talk about it to anybody who will listen and complain about how painful it was and why it was such an inconvenience because dinner was ruined that night because you burned your hand and then you had to take time to put ointment on it and wrap it up and ugh, what crap. So after the incident happens and after everything in your body returns to normal, but you are still choosing to talk about it, you are still choosing to dwell on it and let it ruin your mood, that is called suffering. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Let's use another example that I used to be guilty of all the time. Let me give a little bit of a backstory here. In the present moment, I run my own business, I work from home, I also go train my clients in their homes, but up until August 2021, I was working for somebody else my entire life. And I got so burnt out because I realized that as long as I was working for somebody else, I was burying my potential to create an amazing life for myself, my husband, our cats, right? How could I create my dream life if I was working for somebody else every day? So I'm going to use an example that involves coworkers. Let's say you're at work and you have this coworker who you try to stay away from because she's pretty negative, but it's kind of hard because you work in the same office and you do the same job. And let's say that that coworker says something really nasty about your outfit one day. And even though you know that she's just being passive aggressive and she's unhappy with her own life and her own style and that's why she's coming after you, even though you know that, in the moment it feels painful. It hurts. You really don't give a crap about this person, but she still went out of her way to put you down. And what she said got to you. It's painful. So for the rest of the day, you keep to yourself. You don't really leave your office. You're not really interacting with anybody else because you're just remembering how painful that comment felt. That's not abnormal. That's usually how we respond to pain. Now, let's say two weeks have gone by and you are still upset because of what that coworker said about your outfit. And not only are you upset about it, but you have started responding by dressing differently, by staying away from your coworkers, and by letting your self-confidence plummet. And not only that, but every chance you get to bring it up, you remind people that this woman hurt you by saying something negative about you. And you keep bringing it up. You keep bringing that memory into the present. So your brain starts to think that it's continually happening. And every time you think about it, and every time you bring it up, the brain is reliving that painful memory, and it's releasing the same hormones to respond to pain, and it's making you feel even more miserable than when it actually happened. That is suffering. And no matter what anybody tells you, we have the choice as to whether or not we suffer. We cannot control pain. We can't control if we touch the hot stove or if somebody says something negative or if somebody breaks up with us. It's part of the human experience to experience pain. But suffering is something that we created so that we can keep reliving negative memories so we can keep ourselves stuck. And just like we talk about every day on this show, what we continually think about and what we continually do becomes our reality. So when we choose to live out those painful memories over and over and over again, the brain starts to think that that is normal and that's how we should live. And then not only are we dwelling on those painful memories, we're also subconsciously seeking other events that are going to make us feel just as crappy. 
And if we're not careful, this will steal the joy from every part of our lives. So I want you to make a promise to me. From this point forward, you are no longer choosing suffering. There are going to be moments that hurt and feel painful, and that does not mean that you need to dwell on them and create your suffering. When this isn't conscious, it's almost impossible to change it. But now that you know, the next time something painful happens, you can choose how you react to it long term. Take control, sister. It is your time. You are deciding to become the best version of yourself, remember? Think about how suffering serves you. Does it serve you? And if you can think of a reason why it does serve you, then stop listening to this. Please, by all means, go on, continue living in suffering. Don't listen to anything that I have to say. But if you really think about it and you're really honest with yourself, where does suffering belong in your life? I want you to put this into practice the next time that something painful happens, whether it's physical or emotional. Allow it to be painful in the moment and allow yourself time to process that pain. Absolutely, no one is taking that away from you. But I want you to become very aware of how long that pain continues and where does it change from pain to suffering. And one of the easiest ways to distract yourself so that the pain does not turn into suffering is by doing or focusing on something different. I'll give you an example. I'm actually a very clumsy person. I stub my toe on everything in my house. You would think that I don't even live here and I don't know where anything is because I'm always tripping over something. And it used to be that when I would stub my toe, especially on our bed frame, which feels like absolute death when you hit it the right way. It used to be that when that would happen, I would let it not only ruin my day, but sometimes it would ruin my week. And I wouldn't even feel the pain after a few minutes. But because I was stuck in choosing suffering because my brain was seeking out situations that were painful and that created suffering, I allowed those moments to take over my life until I became aware that I had the power to choose or not choose suffering. So now when I stub my toe, yeah, it still hurts. It's still very painful. And I give myself about 20 seconds to uh and ah and be upset about it. And during that 20 or 30 seconds where I allow myself to feel the pain, I am super dramatic about it. I allow my body and my mind to play out the pain because that is all the time that I'm giving it. This actually just happened the other night. I was making guacamole, cutting up an avocado, and for whatever reason, I thought it was smart to try to cut the avocado while I was holding it in my hand. And what happened? Of course, the knife completely missed the avocado and went straight into the middle of my hand. And upon quick observation, I knew that it wasn't a terrible cut, but it still really hurt. So because I have trained my brain to feel something painful and let it happen for 20 to 30 seconds, you better believe I was jumping around the kitchen, I was squeezing it super tight so that it wouldn't bleed, I acted like it was the end of the world for about half a minute. And then I took a deep breath and I went back to making the guacamole. And when you train your brain to do this, you realize that the pain actually goes away a lot quicker because you're not focusing on it. You're not allowing it to take up extra space in your brain. And you can use this for any situation, right? It could be a stubbed toe. It could be an insulting comment. It could even be a breakup. Give yourself an allotted amount of time where you are allowed to feel the pain and process it and be there with it. Maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to talk to somebody and just let it out. 
whatever it is, however you need to process it, give yourself a specific amount of time where you're feeling the pain. And once that time frame is up, you're done with it. You're leaving it in the past and you're going to focus on something different and you're going to move forward because that pain will turn into suffering if we aren't careful. And the first couple of times that you try this, it might feel impossible. That's okay. We talk about this all the time. We need to be willing to get completely uncomfortable to be able to live the life of our dreams. And because we're not used to it, it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel impossible because our brains are expecting the same reaction that we always have. And now that we're choosing something different, our brain is going to fight back because it wants the same reaction because that is what it's accustomed to. But we have the power to change it. So I want you to try it once. And if it works well, awesome. And if it doesn't, that's okay. The next time that there's a painful moment, apply it again. Keep doing this until it becomes such a normal part of your life and your routine that your brain has no choice but to adapt. And I promise you, it will adapt. I had an incredible call last night with a client of mine, and she's doing my 12-week one-on-one course. So in that course, it is intensive. We are uncovering your potential and really diving into everything from mindset to fitness to nutrition. So we go all in. And we had such an amazing call last night because she only completed her first week. But in that first week, she told me that she feels like a brand new person. She feels like she is becoming herself again because we are implementing her baddie steps every day. And on day one, when we had our first call and I introduced the first baddie step, I could tell that she was super skeptical. She was very nervous because she had already tried this stuff in the past and it didn't work. And all I said was, give me a chance. Let me prove it to you. And she did. So we implemented the first baddie step, which had to do with moving her body for a certain amount of time, five days a week. And the first day, it felt tough because she wasn't used to doing it but she felt so proud afterwards. And on the second day, she almost didn't do it at all. But I reminded her of why we are doing this, and I reminded her that she already got day one out of the way. So even though she didn't want to, she completed day two. And by day three, she started to feel a little bit more powerful, she didn't need that extra prompting, and she completed day three. Now, Day four and five got a little weird because she had family in town and she wasn't sure if she was going to meet her goal of moving her body a certain amount of time, five days a week. And when I work with my clients in this capacity, I am texting with them. We're always in contact. So I reminded her of why we set this goal. And I reminded her that there were going to be days and moments where her brain was fighting back and her inner mean girl was trying to stop her from changing her life. And even though she was exhausted from having to deal with her family, and even though she knew she didn't want to do it, she completed all five days of hitting that baddie step of moving her body. And when we got on our call last week to debrief about the week before, she was amazed with herself. She felt so much better, and she felt that pride that she hasn't felt in years. And I'm telling you all of this because I need you to know how powerful you are. And that even though something feels uncomfortable in the moment when we do it for the first time, it is inevitable that as you continue to push and challenge yourself, it becomes your new normal. And the more that you do this, eventually it just becomes part of your life and you don't even think about it. 
but you need to trust the process and you need to believe that you are worthy of creating the best version of your life. You are taking the steps every single day to level up and fall in love with yourself. And I am so proud of you, sister. I am so honored that you are here with me today to crush it. I want you to take this energy that you are feeling right now and radiate it throughout the rest of your day and throughout the rest of your week and the rest of your life because you deserve it and the world deserves it. Get out there and act like the woman that you know you are meant to be. And I will catch you on the flip side.